This podcast was brought to you by Speak Spokane, a community-driven podcasting studio space where people from all walks of life can speak and be heard. Follow along with us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and visit speakpodcasting.com to learn more about starting your podcasting journey today. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to your food, you can add it to your smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. My favorite way to use it is to add my mocha burn butter to my coffee. You give it a nice blend and you're ready to go. It's a new way to add healthy fats in your diet without making any huge adjustments. You can find Burn Butter at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on Instagram at burnbutters. Is your business not doing as well as you hope it could right now? Maybe you're struggling to reach the right people. Need some help with your marketing effort, a fresh set of eyes, or even a quick rebrand? Whatever it is, Maker and Made can help. They're a marketing and creative firm working right here in Spokane. Maker and Made focuses on lifting brands to their full potential and specializes in brand identity, websites, social media management, and more. Get in touch now and schedule your free 30-minute consultation session by visiting their website, www.makerandmade.com. What is up, Lilac City, and welcome to Speak Spokane. I am your host, Brennan, and on today's episode, I had the privilege of speaking with local artist and illustrator, Hannah Camacho. We talked about her illustration journey, her long history with podcasts, her advice for new podcasters, and of course, her current podcast, Basic Brain Heart, where she works to demystify the creative process with those who know it best. Writers, artists, you name it, from around the world. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast at and subscribe to Basic Brain Heart today and go follow Hannah at Hannah underscore Camacho at Instagram to see all of her amazing work. I had a ton of fun talking with Hannah and I hope you enjoy this latest episode of Speak Spokane. Peace. That's exactly true. But you're the first podcaster that I've actually reached out to to be on the show to talk about your podcast specifically. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, I want to talk about all the other things you do because you do you do so much. <laughs> and I I, don't, I feel like I've I've been in the design community for a really for a pretty long time. I, I mean, I'm not really that into it, but uh, I came across your article in the Inlander. Oh, yeah. They did that, I think, like two years ago or a yeah, year ago. Yeah, totally. Where they were doing podcasts created here in Spokane. That's right. And so I looked at, was looking that up and to kind of see who's making podcasts. And uh, and it was you, Dan Cummings, um, and I think there was a couple others. Uh, but uh, but I was just like, I was then I saw your art and I was like, I feel like I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've who's never, this person? I've never, uh, <laughs> I've never ran across you. And I, but I, but your art is amazing. It's so cool. Thank you so much. It's, I, I, it, yeah. So, 
Uh, it's it's uh it's it's strange but fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'll I've I've already done a little intro for you in my show, so people know who I'm talking to. But I am sitting here with is it it's Hannah Camacho. Oh, you nailed it! Perfect. You well, you say First it on your sh- you say it on your show. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like that that's impressive. Though I was I had been calling you uh, Heather for like the last like. I've said, I'm having Heather Camacho on, and maybe that's why no one knew who I was talking about. <laughs> well, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you had used Hannah and no one knew what you were talking about um, Yeah, so let's talk about, are you from Spokane? You know, I'm not. Um, when people ask me where I'm from, I usually have a hard time answering that question because I grew up in church parking lots across America. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> my dad was a traveling preacher, and so we would move every week to a new church so he could hold revival meetings. So we really didn't have like a home. Mm. And I always craved community, home, a place mm-hmm. to be from. Um, and when we would have times where we wouldn't be traveling for a month or two, we mm. would set up camp, I guess you'd say, in Wisconsin. Mm. So I claim that as my original home. Okay. Um, moved here about six years ago because my sister lived here at the time. Oh. And um, I, was, I was married at the time. Um, and uh, it's just been a really great place to raise kids. I've got three kiddos, mm. um, 12, 11, and 9. Wow. And they're a handful. And they're wonderful. And they love this area. It's such yeah. a great place to raise kids. So. It, is, it really is. Where? Uh, so how is that going with them in COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they, at first they really dislike distance learning because mm-hmm. um, they're social creatures. But they, they've kind of gotten to the point where they're used to it a little bit. Mm. So... We're surviving, um, and I've just been getting used to being a single mom this year. So that's been a new journey and wow. a new lots of change for us. But we're we're kind of hunkered down in the house and yeah. making the best of it. Are so. you working remotely? I am. Yeah. How? Could, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're so. You, can you tell us where you work? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm the Marcom program manager for New America Credit Union and nice. work with a wonderful creative team there Yeah, and manage a couple of folks and they put up with me. So I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my day job. How, how did, how did you come about getting that job? Did you? Another good question. So I used to work in the agency world. I oh. worked for a company called Gravity Jack, which is a lo- local virtual reality and augmented reality firm here. You I, may, I don't know if you've heard I of it. I know them. I know uh, Matt Bogue. Okay, yeah, yeah. And totally. so uh, I actually, Matt Bogue starting a podcast here. And, oh, nice. And so with his team at um, Houdini. Uh, Houdini, yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and Bill are starting a podcast. But yeah, I mean, that's, I, and I come, so I, I come from a design background, so I know about Gravity Jack totally. from. Because like when I was getting out of design school, they had were just starting and they were mm. doing all the AR stuff, mm. and that AR stuff was super cool. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was there for I want to say three years. Mm. I was their director of digital strategy. It was oh, a cool. really great experience. Got to work with a lot of Fortune 500 companies, That's doing awesome. projects for them, and then. Um, after a while, um, I was like, it's ready, it's time for a change, mm. and um, was offered a marketing and communications position at Numerica, which it goes back to my PR roots and marketing roots, and mm. so um, it's been really nice. It's been a stable job. It's been a really interesting experience working for a company. I've never worked for a female CEO before, mm. and so, um, and, and a, a, there's really gender parity in the, in, the, in the boardroom and in the C-suite. Um, and that makes a huge difference in the way that the company acts and yeah. responds to employee needs. So that's been it's been a really great experience. I love it. Yeah, that's that's well, that's great that there is that that there is a, a, a woman CEO and that you're yeah, working for a totally. woman led company. Like I really 
I really, really love that. Just to hear hear that. There's a I, my friends, a maker and made. Yeah. Uh, they they they're are, awesome. They are wanting to start a podcast about women in business, mm. and I, I think that's huge. Just to like really folk like to really just show the the amazing women in our community. That is and, so cool. I'll be listening for sure. I have so much respect for them. I've not met them in person yet, but I adore what they do. They're so yeah, great. They're yeah, they're really cool. Uh, and you're so you're. You're an artist, an illustrator. You're you also do comics. I mean, that kind of all kind of goes into the same thing. But you also do merch design. I'm reading your about page right <laughs> oh, now. Oh dear. <laughs> Photography. <laughs> Who knows? Story if it's all true. <laughs> where did this all Where did this all come from? Like, did you? Were you... ADD. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am uh, insatiably. Yeah, I guess if that's a word, curious. And mm. um, when I was young. Um, I was always like, what's the, what's a cool thing I can teach myself to mm. do? Cause we were stuck in a trailer yeah. homeschooling and traveling all the time. Um, so, you know, I would say, Oh, the banjo is cool. Let's mm. let me teach myself the banjo. And that would be in my new goal. And so I'd learn that and, and be able to perform with it. What's the next cool thing I can teach myself that maybe, maybe will make me, um, someone people will actually want to be friends with. Cause I think that's ultimately what it was, was, yeah. Um, we were always moving through people's lives and didn't set up shop anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I was just uh, very insecure and trying to look for ways to um, make myself cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, black belt became a thing I wanted to attain, and I worked towards that for a while. Um, so I think it probably just comes from this insatiable need to always be learning new things that maybe will make me a little cooler and will make people <laughs> want to be my friend. Uh, but I, uh, I just love creative pursuits. I love storytelling. And I think the more well-rounded I can um, become, the mm. better teammate I'll be when I'm on a creative team, which currently now I have the honor of, of leading one. Mm. And so I can kind of understand what my graphic designers go through to some extent. Yeah. Um, and that hopefully helps me give them really specific direction when they need it or, or leave it wide open when there's, you know, room for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, videography. Um, I have a videographer on my team. The more mm-hmm. specific I can be and understand his workflow and world, I think that makes me a better, hopefully, manager and teammate. Mm-hmm. And then when I have personal pursuits and I want to partner with people on just creative whatever, yeah. I think having a good understanding of the flow hopefully just helps me be a better partner yeah yeah that's awesome so did you did you end up going to the school for design art i wish i had um i went to school to a bible college actually Mm. um because my dad taught there at the time free tuition right yeah you can't beat that right (laughs) yeah no you can't (laughs) um and so i actually studied um speech education i was going to be a speech and drama teacher for high school um ended up not doing it for whatever reason Mm -hmm. but i still have a heart for kids and yeah theater it's mm. amazing. I need to, well, I, in this time of COVID, I really, I know that it's not really, kids aren't able to really do it. I really want to get my, my son into the theater. Oh, sweet. And so, but hopefully. He'll be a natural, it sounds like. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, the goal is for him to become like a Broadway star and then, sweet. then he can just pay me back for all the pain and suffering. There you go. <laughs> he'll, he'll write whatever the next Hamilton is. That'd yeah, for awesome. sure. Uh, so... So where did so you, how did you get into this world of like illustration and I mean where did you just start just doing it for people merch and t-shirts and yeah like album did you have you done album covers and mm-hmm. that yeah. as well yeah I would say that the album covers um, are probably the primary thing that I've done mm. um, so about 
four or five years ago. I, I had only dabbled in art. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I, I hit my 30s and I'm like, well, is it too late? <laughs> <laughs> art is so cool. I want to I really want to take it seriously and learn it. Um, and it was well, during the time I was at Gravity Jack, actually. Oh. Um, and uh, they had some iPad Pros and I was sort of dabbling in this program called Procreate that I absolutely yeah. love. Um, and it, my art was awful. <laughs> it was quite bad. Um, but I, you know, as a create fellow creative, I'm sure mm. you can identify with that itch that like, I need to create something. Yes. I don't know yeah. what it is. I mm-hmm. have to create something. Mm-hmm. And so at the time I was like, oh, I'm just going to really uh, focus on illustration and try to learn to do it better. Mm. So I had to get all the bad stuff out for years and years yeah. and keep trying to hone my craft and, and learn it. i still have so far to so much to learn and so far to, to grow. Um, but uh, once I hit the point where I felt like my art maybe wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a guest on the show um, who uh, runs an incredible record label called Unsecret. Mm. They make so many amazing um, songs that end up getting featured in national commercials and, mm. and promos. Um, and when I was talking to that gentleman, um, he said, Hannah, you really need to maybe uh, take collaboration more seriously it seems like a lot of your efforts are solo efforts they're Mm. just you making something and that's fine but if you want to learn and grow i would really encourage you to um to try to partner with people just reach out and ask them and uh, that for whatever reason hit me in just the right way Mm -hmm. um and i had been listening to some artists that i of course love i'm i'm obsessed with music music is amazing (laughs) um and there was one particular artist i had just discovered and she wasn't very famous at the time her name's bulo b-u with the little two dots Mm -hmm. above it l-o-w and um she at the time had a song that was exploding and going crazy and i just reached out to her through instagram and i said i love your work and if you ever need an illustrator i would be so honored to do something for you Mm. and for whatever reason i think that was the first time i'd ever tried that so of course i didn't expect it to work (laughs) (laughs) um but she actually wrote back and was like your work is cool let's do something and immediately we launched into a partnership and um she's incredible and her work she her work always gets millions and millions of streams and Mm. um so we've done a couple of projects together and from there i started to get introduced to the creative teams at sony um music canada and universal music Mm. canada and wax records and they've occasionally been gracious enough to loop me in on projects and um, so that's been really a fun side hustle yeah it's really cool to be able to sort of work with creative minds and see how everybody's just so different in how they approach those things so so you just entered into this world of art like in design like not me not just entered into it but like so but like you were when you were working at gravity jack it was just pr and you were just playing around yeah i mean i i was i was the director of digital strategy so i i was doing um a hybrid role of business development as well as um uh, production, so oh, okay. leading, but but in my spare time, they would let me take the iPad home right, and, yeah. and dabble, and so that's kind of where I started at least mm. to take it more seriously. Yeah. Um, and then um, I have the podcast actually has been a huge, huge game changer for me in terms of my creative growth and development. Yeah. Just getting an excuse to talk to people that I just so admire, regardless of whether or not they're, they're illustrators. I've learned so much from directors and writers mm. and. Um, people I never in a million years would have dreamed would say, yeah, Hannah, I'll come on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about your podcast. So basic brain heart. Oh, yes. The and, title needs, it needs a rebrand. <laughs> uh, when did the premiered in February of 2017? 
what started your podcast? Like, how did you come up with the idea of it? What's the what's the the idea behind the premise? Yeah, yes, exactly. The, the whole reason, the why? Why <laughs> yeah. do I do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd done two podcasts prior to this, and mm. the first one was really just to get my feet wet, and it was just me talking, which I think, in hindsight. It was a good learning experience to learn how to do a podcast, how to publish it, yeah. but it wasn't riveting content, which mm-hmm. I've learned is the you know crux. I see that you recommend like Armchair Expert and yeah. and um, WTF with Mark Maron and and other great podcasts, and I think they've really nailed um, what ca- keeps people's attention. So yeah. that one was just a learning experience. Uh-huh. My second podcast was one I did with my sister, which sounds similar to the one you do with your wife, where we yeah. just kind of hung out and we talked about stuff. And it ended up getting featured by Apple, and we were kind of like, "What is happening? This is this is, took us by surprise." That's amazing. How did that happen? Um, I don't know. That is a great question. How do- Apple, how do we, how do, how do you feature people on your podcast? I, w- Someone, I want to know this. Somewhere, I don't know, discovered it. I don't know. Um, and this was, I want to say, five years ago. Okay. And so um, it was the the podcast revolution, I guess, was just beginning. Yeah. Maybe it was a little easier to get. I don't know. Um, and so I felt like I had a decent understanding of how to do a podcast. I am by no means an expert. Yeah. Um, but when I was working at Gravity Jack, every, all roads lead to Gravity Jack, it seems. <laughs> um, we were working with some folks from Disney and Pixar and people who had made films that I adored. Mm. And I was nervous going into this project because I thought these people are going to be gods and goddesses. I don't know how to speak their language. I don't right. know how to interact with them. And they were so normal and right. so gracious and and just easy to talk to and ready to fail fast and yeah. try new things and dream big. And I was so inspired by how normal they were <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that, awesome. that I thought, I wonder if I, if I had an excuse to just sit down with these people and try to demystify the creative process, I, mm. that would make me so happy. And I'm always yeah. looking for that thing that gives me butterflies to sort of lead me into my next creative project. And that gave me butterflies. And so I, I, I took it, I, I, um, Jinko Goto, um, who is a legendary executive producer. She did the Lego movie mm. two and finding Nemo. And, wow. um, she, she did some other recent ones that of course are escaping my uh, memory right now, but she's a legend in the field. Mm-hmm. Everyone in animation knows her. So I did some interviews with her and she's incredible. And then I said, Jinko, who would you recommend I have on next? Cause she knows everyone. Oh, wow. And, yeah. um, she gave me a list of names that in, had she not recommended those people, they never would have given me the time of day. Yeah. Uh, the director of Kung Fu Panda and uh, the director of the Book of Life and all these mm-hmm. other incredible people that I was like, I don't have, a, sorry, I keep hearing no, that. Fine. I don't have a chance uh, to, to get them on. When I reached out and I said, hey, Jinko said that you, you might be interested in chatting. <laughs> nice. yeah. um, they were gracious enough to say, sure, I'll come on. And That's awesome. so I tried to write interesting questions. Each time I try to write a fresh batch of questions mm. that really teases out their journey. And of course I let them see those two questions ahead of time. Yeah. And then I always let them have final say on the edit. Mm. Um, and, uh, and some are pickier than others. Some are like, I don't care. Just post the thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> others are like, I would like to hear it and I would, and they'll have a laundry list of edits, which I totally respect. Mm. Um, and, so anyways, it was just an excuse to be able to sit down and try to demystify this process for myself because yeah. as a restless creative, I want to always be learning and growing. I want to set a good example for my kids and I'm just not happy if I'm not creating. And so um, it was an excuse to start having these conversations with mm-hmm. people that I respect and admire. And um, I've had choreographers on, I've had musicians on and um, just lots of different types of people. And I've learned something from every single one of them. And it has 
impacted me more than I could have ever imagined as a creative and yeah. I'm so grateful. That's awesome. So yeah, so you so you get creators, designers, people in the people that make art, right? Yeah, totally. And you kind of just break down that process with them and talk about how is it just you said it's just demystifying them as people. And I love that because I think that's in podcasting here in Spokane, even just like we I'll reach out to someone and be like, I don't I mean I don't know if they'll come on my podcast, but of I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll reach right? out to them. And the, then you talk to them like, oh, they're just normal people. Like you're, they're just very- And they're nervous too, And they're nervous right? too, like exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so do you, you do all of them remote? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe I've done maybe one, possibly two in person, but almost all of them over Skype. Wow. And how, how is that process of, is it, the technical side of that is it mm. is it nervous are you are you nervous yeah, when you're doing that's it that's a great question <laughs> i'm probably underqualified um to be honest when i first started i was really really specific i would send them a list of please make sure you have headphones in please use this kind of setup and i always felt bad because i'm speaking to people who order you know hundreds of people around right <laughs> and um so over time i've actually gotten a a lot more lax with that, mm -hmm. which is probably controversial. Right. Um, you know, they can they can do what they want, yeah. whether or not they want to wear headphones or what have you. Um, I use my call recorder through Skype, and Skype I feel is a little antiquated. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so some people are like, I don't remember my password. I do need <laughs> to probably evolve the the tool of choice there. Mm. Um, but over time, I, you know, sometimes it does feel high stakes. Yeah. There are some guests that come on where I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime. I am, I, I will never get the opportunity yeah, to talk to these people again. Sure. So I may start out nervous for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but having a list of questions helps calm my nerves. Yeah. And then they're usually nervous too. And um, so having Skype and my call recorder has been a lifesaver. It's, it's not failed me. It did fail me once, but mm. that was in the early days, and yeah. we were able to re-record. I've I when I was doing my podcast with my buddy, he's remote and he lives in the mm. Bay Area, and so we would. At first, we were using like a call recorder app, and like we just sounded, we both sounded bad because we were like literally using Apple like headphones and talking to our phone, and like it doesn't sound terrible, but then, yeah. but then we started getting into like we use like something called Squadcast or Zencaster, and. I've found that those online tools, like they sometimes just don't work, mm. and we lost an entire mm. episode because of buffer. Because oh, like it, it just we never, it just never, Ugh. we never got it. That's frustrating. Uh, and yeah, so there's always the online portion of things was always just yeah. kind of made me nervous. When so when you, what's the prep like for bringing on a guest? How mm. much prep work do you do? Because imagine a, a lot of these people that you interview are. They have a. You can find maybe yeah, a Wikipedia wiki, wiki well about them, or you can find yeah. articles about them. Like how, totally. how? What's your prep like? I can tell you're a podcaster. These are the these are the hard hitting questions. Um, usually, I'll, I will try to see if they've been on a podcast before because mm. I think that's the best representation of what they like to talk about, yeah. how comfortable they are. Mm -hmm. So I'll try to listen to as many podcast episodes as, as I can if they have been on one. If they haven't, then of course I try to go read articles mm -hmm. or just even stock i don't like the word stock but stock their their feeds and mm. see what's what kind of stuff do they tend to post about and like to talk about and seem passionate about yeah. um because i think there's some there's so much more to a creative than just simply the the creative work that they put out into the world i'm, I'm interested in the whole person yeah for what sure makes them them and so 
Um, I try to do a mix of all those things if I can and then write the questions and I kind of chunk it into three sections, of course, like yeah. the, the intro, just talking a little bit about, hey, what are you up to these days for anybody who's not familiar with mm. your work so, to kind of set, um, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, of course, I can't think of it. But uh, build credibility, I guess, from yeah, the outside. Yeah. Hey, mm. th this person is incredible. Here's what they're an expert at. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, you know, their childhood. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally forgot about that. I, I need to change my email that I send to people because I, I think what people are getting is not what this podcast is anymore. <laughs> like, it has evolved. <laughs> well, and, and it, I think it was actually the, it, it, a lot of it was about business. Like, what? tell us about your business. And mm. it, it that doesn't really apply to you. <laughs> I need to... <laughs> I need okay. to. I need to do. A, I need to do a better job of asking. I mean, of writing down all the questions I'm going to it ask. It takes a lot of time. It's it's a full time job, right? So yeah, it really I is. usually spend a few hours prepping, and mm -hmm. then I try to send them the questions at least a week in advance. Yes. That way, they can veto one yeah. or two if they want to, or say mm -hmm. I'm not interested in talking about that, and then yeah. then we just play it by ear. And I like to try to encourage rabbit trails if I can see they're getting really excited about something then just try to riff and think of questions to tease that out more and talk more about it. Yeah. Um, that's typically kind of how yeah. it goes. Do you, yeah. t do you typically, when you, when you have, I, I haven't been able to listen to much of sure. your podcast, but totally. do you try to get people on that are trying to like publicize something? Mm. Like, I have had a couple people reach out and say, Hey, um, we're doing a sort of a tour, if you will, can we stop by the show? And honestly, I tend not because it's not organic and right. something that I sought out. Um, those tend not to work out. Yeah. So usually they're just doing their thing, and then I yeah. reach out to them or their publicist, and they just sort of come on. That's a great question, yeah. but not usually. But I mean, it feels like your shows can be is pretty evergreen for the for the most part. That's right? the hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these shows can live here. I will say when I listened to your podcast with Aaron Draplin the other day, I was like. It's tough to listen to podcasts that are that are pre-COVID because <laughs> you're, you're, talk, you're talking. He's talking about he's talking about going going on it's on all these trips, all these speaking tours. I'm like, that's not crazy, happening anymore. Right? Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> and like, and then when I'm in COVID, when we're in COVID, I'm just like, well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to have my conversation be entirely about COVID yeah. because someday people are going to be like, yeah. this isn't. Is this Two years happening from anymore? now, they're going to be like, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, why yeah, exactly. is it all about that? That's a great point. I. During COVID, um, I would say that the interviews have focused a little more on mental health. Mm. And so naturally, COVID yeah. has been a part of the conversation. And I have thought, mm, two years from now, you know, um, maybe we'll have them back on. It'll be a great excuse oh, to, sure. to chat again and see mm -hmm. how life is post-COVID. But yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the guests that you've had on. Who are some of the the, the, oh, he the heavy oh, hitters man. that you would... Oh, I always like to ask podcasters this is... What shows are the good entry level shows mm. that are you would tell? Oh, so yeah, go listen to that show. I guess it would probably depend on what maybe what their interests what their in, interests yeah. are. But like, is there is there one that's like oh. you need to go listen to that show before you talk to me? <laughs> I should have asked that question. <laughs> that is a good good question. I there definitely are a few that rise to the surface for me. One of one recent show was was with. Um, someone I have a ton of respect for named Lois Van Barl, but she goes by Lowish on Instagram and she's a, like a mega superstar in the illustration world. Mm. She's got over 2 million followers and she is a badass. Mm. Um, and she is so brilliant and so, 
psychologically savvy Mm -hmm. just about mental health. And so that was an exceptional conversation. And I was just so honored that she was willing to come on and talk about those things. And we we found out that we are also fans of the same podcast called My Favorite Murder. Oh, um, <laughs> the, the, the number one podcast in the world. Right. Oh, that one. <laughs> so we were, but we bonded over being murderinos, SSDGM for life. That's awesome. Um, that was a really, really meaningful show to me. Mm. Um, I would also say other shows like with Shannon Tyndall, who wrote uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which oh. I think is an exceptional movie. Yes, um, that was a really special conversation. That's all, I and should I, definitely listen to that. I tried to get my kids to watch that sh- movie, and they just a little too young. Little yeah. too young. It is <laughs> like it's animated. You know, they like um, the the one that came after Kubo is the uh, um, Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. No. Is, yeah, is I the, can't remember what they call it. I, I forgot it, what it's called. Uh, the yeah. Missing Link. Ah, yes. Um, yes. And my kids like that one. But that's they, a good one. Yeah good times i i think that was a really special conversation he's very cerebral and also Mm -hmm. super confident about what he does and his wife is a brilliant creative and she and i have kind of struck up a friendship and we met in person at something called lightbox which is like an expo for um, creatives Mm. um and another one that definitely comes to mind is the eric heiserer episode he wrote the screenplay for arrival which is one of my favorite movies that's amazing um, Mm -hmm. he was so intellectual and cerebral and Mm -hmm. brilliant about distilling creative advice Mm -hmm. and giving it and he's just an incredible writer and human and i really really appreciated that episode um and then there have been other just legends who never in a million years would i have dreamed that they would be willing to hang out and chat and so i it's hard to pick favorites Mm -hmm. but if on the spot right now those are a few that come to mind beatrice blue is another really great recent one she's a really really fantastic human and yeah so many good people out there you yeah know? uh who are some dream people you'd like to have on the oh. show or people that you've reached out to oh, who have man. said no <laughs> <laughs> oh you know um who are some people i reached out to recently Oh, I definitely have a crush on Jessie Mueller. She is uh, on Broadway. Uh, she did Carousel recently, and then she starred in Waitress. Mm. She was the first, um, uh, I, what is the main character's name? Of course, I can't think of it at the moment, but she's incredible, and I think she's a really, really brilliant creative. I'd love to have her on the show. Mm. I love, um, you know, I'm really bad at recalling names. I have terrible ADD. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of directors um that I would love to have on um, so many great people. Locally, I'd love to have, what's his name? Is it Jesse Walter? Uh, Jess Walter, yeah. Yeah, I'd love, mm-hmm. Jess, excuse yeah. me, not Jesse. Yeah. Jess. <laughs> Jess Walter on. I'm really fascinated by his story yeah. and what he's up to. Uh, um, but yeah, just so many amazing people out there. And usually I'll see something that moves me, whether it's a story or a, a music video or who knows what. Yeah. And then I'll just try to dig because I guess the point of the show is to glorify, not glorify, glorify is bad, not a good word. <laughs> um, it's to, to find the people really behind the stuff that has moved us and mm. the people that don't get the attention. The actors right. and the faces of it are always the ones that we glorify and say, oh my goodness, you did beautiful work. But really, it's the people behind the scenes that wrote the story and and came up with you know the tone and how to tell the story that really are the people I'm interested in getting to know. So um I often am surprised by who's behind the stuff I love. Yeah. And it's great. Um, to rewind a little bit about like basic brain heart, like when you were creating the show, like coming up with the idea of it, did it just, was it just an idea that just came to you and how long did it take you to develop 
it and then actually start recording mm. it. I am a big fan of the Tim Ferriss uh, show. I'm mm. not sure if you've heard that podcast. Um, and at the time, I I would binge his show a lot. He interviews a lot of like startup creators and okay. mil- millionaires and the world's best performers, mm. and and does a beautiful job of distilling their secrets, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was definitely a big inspiration for me, but I wanted to, he, he's a little more cerebral. And so I wanted, I think I've used the word cerebral like three times now. <laughs> um, I, I'm really passionate about the creative side, which he tends to shy away from. Mm. And so I definitely, his format was really inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I was just kind of sitting down one day, it just kind of came to me like, I want to have an excuse to talk to people and ask them the questions I want to ask them, but about the creative process, because I want to, I want to know that this is not unattainable, that, yeah. that these secrets, there's no magic dust. There's no mm-hmm. you know unicorn or rainbow I have to catch to also be a creative and create meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I think it was kind of a hybrid of the Tim Ferriss show, as well as just wanting to be able to ask the questions that I wanted to ask. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know when to quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What what has been something what what has been the most difficult part of doing this podcast during COVID? Has it has mm. COVID changed it at all? Even because it is remote, so actually, I mean, is that is it made it easier, yeah. harder? I noticed that yeah. I noticed that the show the frequency the frequency has is really yeah slowed down. I think just because this year personally has been a difficult year, mm. becoming yeah. a single mom, working from right. home, and um, I. I've learned to slow down. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think I can tend to wrap up my self-worth in the things I'm doing yeah. um, and not feel successful or worthy of whatever if I'm not creating and making stuff and putting it out in the world. And so this year I've had to sort of slow down a lot of things in my life mm-hmm. in, in a good way. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the frequency has definitely slowed down and um, um, I'll have bouts of time also i'm working on a creative project that is taking up a lot of my free time Mm. so that is impacting yeah it's a partnership um sort of a project and so that's uh, my focus at this moment but the cool thing about that project is i'm taking all the things i learn have learned throughout these i don't know almost 70 episodes or i don't remember it's 60 something yeah um and i'm applying that in the real world and learning a lot of things and so i think once um that is uh a little more wrapped up. It'll be fun to kind of ramp back up and, and ask questions now that I've been through a really intensive creative project that mm. might be new and different. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. When starting a podcast, what are some things that you would recommend mm. for people starting? Like what is someone that I, this is really, I mean, I feel like is Everyone and their mom has a podcast. Seems like, and that's <laughs> true. It, it, and it's not a They're bad. It's everywhere. Not, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think it's a very approachable way to be creative without having to be that creative. I mean, my wife is not. She's a very. She's an accountant, and mm. but she's a very creative person in her own yeah. right. But she's also like she's not. You know, podcasting is such a, a creative process, but it's such an approachable way to be creative. Mm. And there's just a lot of people that want to start podcasting, yeah. but like. They either don't have an idea or they don't know where what to do next. Like, and what would you tell someone that's like, I want to start a podcast, but like, how yeah. do I do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And, I, and I'm a huge fan of failing and failure. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think the hardest part is just doing it. A lot of people will think, well, I don't have this brilliant idea yet, so I'm not going to do it yet. Yeah. 
And I think half the battle or actually more than half the battle is just doing it and trying it. And mm. I think I think there's a lot to be said for like a first podcast, like my first podcast, yeah. I, I think of as kind of a dud. I probably had like 100 listeners per episode and um, it was not riveting content, but it was a great learning experience. And then I knew, all right, my next project, I know what I want to do and I know what I don't want to do. Yeah. So my first one was all about marketing and it was pretty dry and it was just me talking to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then the next time I, I did a podcast, I was like, I want this to be a format where there's more than one person involved. Yeah. And, and my sister, I think, had the idea of it. And it was really goofy and funny. And it just let us be us. And we, there was a structure to it. Mm-hmm. And um, people enjoyed it. And it's not I, mean, I think I, I think our most listened to episode had 800 downloads, which isn't massive, but it was decent. And yeah. we were having a good time. And that's what matters um, so I think with each project, podcasting project we've started, we've learned more. So I, again, I guess I think starting is more than half the battle. Yeah. So just try it, even if you don't think your idea is great. Mm-hmm. Talk about something you're passionate about, because then you're going to have fun. Yeah. And invite life like-minded people mm-hmm. into your world. I'm a huge fan now of collaboration, I think, as we talked about a, a yeah. little while ago. Um, another thing I would say is... Um, don't get frustrated when when you it doesn't take off because yeah. the chances are pretty low <laughs> that yeah. something is going to take off. Be okay with a niche audience yeah. and trying to grow that niche audience of people who are just really passionate about the thing you're passionate about. I would say my podcast averages it, it's 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 um, irregular, but it'll average between two hundred and twelve hundred listens a, a show. Yeah, um, and it just totally depends on the person I'm interviewing, the types of things we talk about, how good is my teaser trailer, which I've started to be more consistent about Mm. picking out like the, the crystallized version or a really good intro, um, can really help just telling that, I guess storytelling. And, and some people, when they hear that word storytelling, they think, Oh, Disney, I have to be Disney. No, (laughs) everything has a story. Even if, if it's something as dry as numbers, Mm -hmm. there's a story there that you can tell. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think story is the fastest way to people's hearts and minds. And, um, trying to make content that people are going to want to talk about and share. But the, the, the measure of success isn't necessarily how many listens you have or how big your fan base is. I think go into it expecting that it's going to be an uphill battle. I think a lot of people go into it expecting that they're going to be the next, my favorite murder (laughs) or or armchair expert or, or or Joe Rogan. Yes. Truth. (laughs) I I, I hear his name so many times, so many times in this, in this (laughs) space. I can imagine. Um, You want to be the next Joe Rogan. Yes. Um, uh, Truth. Yeah, I would like the next Joe Rogan to come through here, honestly. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't uh, that be great? Uh, yeah, how is that process of getting listeners? Because it is the hardest thing in the world. It is so hard. It is, I mean, I won't, I won't lie to you. I mean, this is, we have a, we have a, we're starting to have a listenership, but it's not, it's not, it's not even close to a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. It's, and it's, it's, it's very, so hard. it's so hard. And yeah, my other podcasts, like, some of one of them is like for my family and then my other one that i do super 90s brothers is really i actually use that as like a it's kind of a we name it the the name of the show is like whatever what we're talking about so like we get a lot of hits just because we call it legend of zelda and like you you know so like we just get hits that way (laughs) so i think i think people just accidentally listen to our show for like a minute (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah, how do you get how do you get listened? How, what how do you yeah. what's the way you market yourself? Being from a marketing yeah, background, totally. like, how do you do that? 
I do think a lot of podcasts today have um, an unfair advantage. I think a lot of them are helmed by or hosted by celebrities who already have a built-in fan base, right? And so they can literally just post something on Instagram and they've already got thousands of listeners. Yeah. Um, and so podcasts that don't have that advantage, I think have to be super intentional, like a really clear either if it's not title tagline, you know, I yeah. could have done a much better job on basic brain heart. I did <laughs> not nail that. Um, and I think, um, certainly having interesting guests on, mm -hmm. but then there are podcasts that go crazy viral, like serial yeah. where it's the storytelling content that's riveting. And it wasn't and of course, NPR is, is well listened to and well liked, mm. but people were talking about it because it was, it was just revolutionary and so interesting. So I think if you don't have the benefit of celebrity, I think trying to ask really interesting questions and make a podcast there, if you have a great guest on who has a built-in audience, mm -hmm. making something that they're gonna be super proud to share and be telling all their friends about and be put posting on their website. I have had a few creatives on who have put a link to the podcast just in their general website. And I get so many more hits than I would have expected just from people trying to learn more yeah. about them. So I think the content itself should be as good as possible. Now, technically, my podcast, if you listen to it, you probably cringe because you're like, oh, this this audio design could be so much better, Hannah. <laughs> so technically, I'm not super, super qualified. But I think just trying to tell a good story and one bit of um, feedback I've gotten from folks who listen. Oh, one other thing I was going to say, because I have, again, ADD and squirrel, <laughs> um, I would say is is don't rely on your friends and family necessarily to, to spread the word or be your marketing team, which I think is a natural thing yeah. we all hope for. Um, which I know you know that. Oh, so no, that, I know that. No, I, it's so funny whenever I <laughs> talk to podcasters, they're like, well, all, all my friends and family are going to share my stuff. I'm like... No, they're not going to. <laughs> they're not uh, as someone to, as you someone are. made this point the other day. They like I can post a picture of my kid. It's going to get 100 likes on my Facebook feed. If I post that I release a new podcast, it's going to get one like. <laughs> and it's just like it's just like getting my family to listen to a podcast is like pulling teeth. Mm. Like it's you're never going to be able to rely on your friends and family to help market yourself. Yeah, totally. I think I think starting um, social accounts that are uh, just for that thing mm. is a great idea because yeah. I think sometimes there's a temptation which I've definitely done myself sharing your podcast on your personal feeds mm -hmm. isn't always an easy way for people to find you if they are interested in following you and your content yeah. um, so that's something I actually have not done that recently I know I should do mm. and probably will eventually do yeah. it's an easy way and then you know if you have a 10 bucks you want to throw at it every once in a while yeah. with some marketing for sure um, you know that can help um, I think I've, I've intentionally just tried to be really organic. I don't even want friends or family listening. Mm -hmm. I just want to be niche. And sometimes I've used Reddit as a place to oh, yeah. post some links. If I feel like it's a really a niche episode, that's going to appeal to a certain market. And that's been occasionally successful. Sometimes Twitter is, mm -hmm. um, but I, I actually intentionally avoid the friends and family angle now and go just to the people who are hanging out in places that might be interested um, and then, of course, I've lost my train of thought and the other thing I was going to say. But, yeah. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey for sure. It is a very interesting journey. Uh, so what's next for Basic Brain Heart? Oh, <laughs> you know, I wish I knew. <laughs> I... Um, I was talking to uh, Kayla Coombs, who's currently my co-creator on, on some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she's an incredible illustrator. Um, 
I don't know if you saw the the Sleeping Beauty proposal that went viral not too long ago. She was the artist behind that oh. and just an incredible human, mm. um, one of my favorite people in the world. I was talking to her about the podcast and what's next. And um, she it's really nice sometimes when, when someone with a different viewpoint mm-hmm. helps you tease stuff out of your brain. Um, I think I want to change the format up. Um, mm. I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I want to try some different stuff. Um, mm. I think we were talking um, before we got started, or I don't. We might have been recording then. <laughs> no, we. AVR. Where at the beginning of this year, I just emailed a question out to past guests, yeah. and I said, "Hey, if you want to record yourself on your Voice Notes app and just send it to me, send me your answers." And it was a just like a collaboration of answers to one question. Yeah. It was really kind of uh, a fun format. It was different and it was new. Um, and so I, I think I want to change the format up and I want to dive deeper. And once I'm done with this really intensive creative project that I'm working on, um, I think that'll just inform the different types of questions that I have in the future. Because it's yeah. changed. The podcast has changed my life. I'm not making any money from it. Mm. Um, but it has changed my life and enriched my creative um, journey so so much so yeah. I don't see it dying anytime soon that's awesome well I know we so this our my podcast is called speak Spokane we have not that's talked right. much about go Spokane Spokane at all but what is it I was going to ask you about creating in Spokane like sure. what's that like for you sure. like do you what is your the community like for you like how that's is a really that... good question yeah especially because I wasn't born and raised here right I only have been here for about six years I will say it was interesting, and I think this is pretty typical of any city. When I first moved here, I was really hungry and ready to sort of connect with creatives. Mm -hmm. And I was maybe a little um, too ambitious, and I would just reach out to people randomly. They didn't know me from Adam. I didn't know anyone that knew them. Mm. Um, And I would just be like, hey, you want to hang out? This is, of course, pre-COVID. Right. Um, and, and there wasn't necessarily a super warm reception and that's okay. I, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think that is pretty typical. Um, I think in Seattle, they call it the Seattle freeze. Um, so there, so for outsiders, I feel like it takes a few years to sort of get in. Mm. I I love wonderful organizations like Terrain, which I know you're super familiar with and I've shown, you know, I've been lucky enough to be accepted into their show before. Um, and I think they're doing incredible things. I absolutely adore Ginger and what she's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the whole team around it. So I, I think that's great. I do think, um, I'm, I'm just a big fan of very open, warm conversation mm. and acceptance and like, Hey, you're new here. Awesome. Let's yeah. connect and talk and see how we can help each other out. I do think there could be a little bit more of a culture of that just in general. And I'm not pointing my fingers at any, any place in particular. Mm. Um, but I'd love to see there be a little more, I think, openness and an ease of who to talk to and where to go and how yeah. to get connected with that group. Though I think it's getting better and better every yeah. year. And of course, Terrain is a great organization. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Terrain's doing a lot to help that. I think AdFed has helped do that a little bit. Mm. Uh, and I, yeah, I think I was, I always tell people like when I got into the design community, or and I got into the design world in like 2010, it there was very much a, like all the agencies were kind of against each other, and now <laughs> yes. we're seeing more. Now we're seeing more niche competitive. Yeah, we're now we're seeing more niche agencies that are mm. you know, for example, our friends at um, Houdini, like yeah. they do this. Um, you know, the really, I can't really, I can't really describe what they do. But, yeah, experiential but ex- sort of uh, installations. Yeah, and yeah. But like if someone needs help with like any type of like PPC or like any advertising or, you know, other other things that they don't do, they'll say, we'll recommend them over here. And I think the, totally. the design community is 
become a little bit more Absolutely. about community than it was in 2010, probably point. even 2015. And, and definitely I think it's getting, it's just getting better. And I think, Absolutely. I think COVID is actually helping people kind of come together in a, in a weird way, yeah. like in a remote way. <laughs> you can only get better at the community. And I feel like just having conversations like this and having this open conversation about that we need to do better yeah, <laughs> is totally. important. Dream, is important. Dream big, Spokane. I yeah. do think, um, and, and I say this with all the love in my heart, um, I love this area. Mm-hmm. love it. I love the near nature, near perfect, mm-hmm. I think is the tagline. Um, I do think we can sometimes have a little bit of a small city mentality, though. Yeah. We're like, you know, we're here too. Yeah, we exist sure. too, which I which I totally get. Yeah. And I and I'd love to see the creatives here dream even bigger. Yeah. I'd love to see, and there are some who are absolutely nailing it and doing. Mm-hmm. But like, just because we're in Spokane and we're um, maybe not one of the top five cities you'd name in America or t- <laughs> even top five creative cities. Um, we can still accomplish and do really, really big things and dream really big. I'd love to see Spokane have, um, a, you know, an animation studio or a production oh, yeah. studio. We, we have some, of course, yeah, you of know, course. South by Southwest mm-hmm. and what have you. But but something um, that's really, really uh, uh, partnered with um, the folks in Hollywood, um, it would actually really benefit them because the cost of living here is lower. Yeah. And um, I'd love to see a lot more creative production come out of this place. And there is already so no, much. Yeah, for sure. But even more. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. We're we're knocking on the doorsteps of that. I, I feel like right. because we're gonna we're Spokane's not doing gonna, it's only gonna get bigger. That's <laughs> true. So well, awesome, Hannah. Thank you so much for coming on Speak Spokane, and I really thanks for having me. This and, is fun. Uh, where can people find your podcast? Where can people find your art? Like totally any of those any of those social those plugs, things, those things. Those things. <laughs> um, you can find my podcast just about anywhere on Spotify. It's called Basic Brain Heart. Brain Heart is one word. Um, I do have a website, hannacamacho.com, which it makes it kind of easy to link to some of those things. And mm-hmm. then I'm I think I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is just Hannah underscore Camacho. Nice. And that's me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Hannah. I really appreciate you joining me. Thanks for having me on. This has been great. All right. Peace. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at speakspokane and on our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was composed and produced by Spokane native Christian Woods.